Welcome to Family Focus. Now, on this episode, we're just going to be talking briefly about the components and the elements of a family. Won't really dive deep into the episode because this will just be an introduction into subsequent topics that we'll be having and discussing here on Family Focus. Firstly, I would like everybody to really appreciate the fact that. Family is an institution that we all found ourselves into. Probably, if you chose it or not, yeah, definitely we didn't choose our family. So it couldn't be by your choice, but you found yourself that you were in a particular family. So it's something that you really need to appreciate. If you have your loved ones, if you have your family members close to you, I really like you to do something spectacular and really appreciate them because it's wonderful having a family. Okay, for the matter of today, we're just going to be talking about the family, what it means for us to be part of a family. Now, um, usually, we know our family to be those that we are related to by blood or by special bond. What does it just end there? No. Having a family is more than a bond, it's more than a, a special feeling, it's more than just blood relations. It's a form of a super connection that relates and gives you a pictorial and experiential view of the relationship every man has with the divine. Now a lot of us might say, okay, but the divine, the divine, the divine, quote, what about atheists that don't have a belief system about a divine or a supreme being or a supreme God? Okay, I could also define family in my own sense to be the connection and the understanding we have about ourselves. Now, why should your family redefine how you understand yourself? Because every time or every moment we've experienced in life from infancy to adulthood, we are shaped by different activities that we are engaged in because of our families. Now, um, we all know the idea of the nature, nurture, principle in science. Now, it's not just about the nature like our environment and the physical activities that happen around us. The people around us have helped to shape our personalities to the way they are today and the different situations that occurred from childhood to where we are has also shaped how you take decisions and affected your ideology about some certain things in life. The family majorly or simply is built up with the father, the mother, and the children. That should be a nuclear family setting. And every family should have some certain elements that would make 
us categorize the family as living happy, as living psychologically balanced, and living a good and a happy family life. Definitely, everybody likes a happy ending. In a very nucleated setting and in a very nucleated form, the family can be understood to be comprised of the father, the mother, and the children. For a family to be successful and effectively considered as being happy, every individual that makes up a family has different responsibilities that they have to play in the family for this optimal love and care to be achieved. Now, it's been a merry-go-round because a lot of families has just been doing this thing just for trying and hoping to achieve perfection at a longer range of time but there are some certain secrets and there are some certain tips that we need to consider in-depthly for us to be able to understand how effectively love can be passed in a family for us to know how efficiently the parents and the children could bond and understand each other. Now, these are the things that we're going to be discussing in our subsequent episodes and future episodes relating practical life situations from different families in different locations all around the world. Trust me, you're going to be having a, a good time because you're going to be learning a lot and I believe that listening to this episode, there is going to be a change in your family for the better and a better insight and understanding of how you relate to your parents and how you relate as a child. Now, on our episode today, we're going to be dissecting the family into two sections. The first section being the parents and the second section being the children. The aim or the goal of every family is to share love as much as it can, being love from the parents to the children and in return love from the children back to the parents. But in recent times, there's been a breach about how this love is perceived from parents to children and children to parents and you could see that it has led to a lot of societal imbalance and a lot of havoc in the society and in the families at large i clearly believe that the family is the first line of society because whatsoever is decided or whatsoever actions are taken in the family tends to shape a particular child in the directions and the decisions that he tends to take in life even as he grows. You could agree with me more or less that living in a family that is full of violence tends to bring out the violent aspects of any child. The child tends to be frustrated and tends to be violent at every little instance. So we're going to be dissecting and examining these principles, these components that builds up a family. What does it take as a parent 
for you to effectively pass love to your children and what does it take as a child to you to, for you to effectively encourage your parents effectively receive the love that is being given and effectively love your parents in return because love is the basis of family in any family that there's no love the family ceases to exist Today we're going to be diving into the few elements that build up a happy and healthy family. Okay guys, the first element of a family we're going to be discussing today is the act of learning. First of all, I would like to define learning. What it simply means to learn Now learning can be defined as the process of acquiring new understanding, knowledge, behaviors, skills, values, attitude and preferences. Now from this definition of learning, you could clearly see that a family can shape what every child or what every parent would classify as being acquired per time in their lives now the truth about learning is that learning most at times is induced it is induced by every single event and circumstances that we face in our lives it has been stated and it's the fact that most of the skill and knowledge that we get are accumulated from experiences over time a very good example imagine you grew up in a home where your mother is very good in confectionaries and baking you would have a certain level of interest in baking and confectionaries and you could exhibit an amount of proficiency in that particular area because it is something that you've experienced at home over time as you grew up from being an infant to becoming an adult so you could see that unconsciously this ability these skills and this knowledge were added to you even when you did not prepare for it even when you did not shape yourself to accept all of this knowledge and all of these skills another fact that has been established is that human learning starts at birth and it continues until death as a consequence of ongoing interaction between people and their environments dive deeper into the four theories of learning very quickly before we round up the episode now the first theory of learning is the classical conditioning now this is a form of learning that associates a particular thing in our environment with a prediction 
of what will happen next. Now, to break this down a bit further, it associates a particular behavior, a particular reaction to whatever decision we are making. Now, what do I mean by this? A very good example would be this. If you live in a society whereby it is of moral decadence for you to listen to a certain type of music or view a certain type of content, you see that you do some certain things not because you understand why you are doing it. You do a lot of things because the next line of action might be favorable or it might not be favorable. That's what we mean when we're talking about the classical conditioning. A lot of people have lived their lives and based their moral principles about themselves and about their family on this particular aspect of learning. They've learned a lot of things not because they sincerely wanted to acquire the knowledge but because the side effect of the family of the society has given them a course towards what they should accept and what they should reject. The second form of learning we'll be considering will be the operant conditioning. Operant conditioning is a form of learning whereby we execute or exhibit some certain behaviors that are usually followed by a reward or a punishment. I believe that this form of learning is usually common when we are infants moving in up to teenagehood because we want to try and please our guidance and our parents and we just in turn start learning and start doing things making our choices because of the punishment or the reward that are attached to doing some of those actions this form of learning can be experienced in infants probably you want the kid or the child to do a certain thing you attach a particular reward probably a candy and say my son my daughter if you are able to sit down here i'll give you a candy for sitting down for five minutes and you said that the child not fully understanding why he has to sit down would sit waiting for the candy to be the reward now this does not just end in infancy a lot of people has grown by this method of learning in life because they do things if it is profitable and rewarding to them if they see that there is a negative aspect or a negative punishment to that particular action they don't do it not thinking about what are the causative effects of this action what will this action do to people around me what will be the end product if i should do this particular thing that is the second aspect of learning that i want us to critically understand now the third aspect of learning that we are going to look on the third theory of learning 
is the cognitive theory of learning and I believe this is one of the first and the most important theory of learning. It is a form of learning that refers to individuals thoughts, their knowledge of interpretation, their understanding and their ideas about themselves and their environment. Very important because we live in a society whereby technology has become the norm of the day. It has given us access to a lot of different viewpoints about different cultures, different ideologies, different societies. So you could see that a lot of people learned all throughout the phases of their life just from their own ideas. They were self-sufficient in their understanding alone. A lot of people did not want to understand what it meant to be a part of a family as a whole system. They were sufficient understanding the family from their own point of view. I believe we are going to be diving deeply into the cognitive theory of learning in a family at subsequent episodes. But what I want us to understand is that this theory of learning is so important because it has led to a lot of societal loopholes. It has caused a lot of issues in the family. It has brought to different ideology and definitions about love. So, the cognitive theory of learning needs to really be criticized and well implemented to avoid fixation in certain areas of our human psychology. Now, another way we could see the cognitive theory of learning is that it is a process of learning through active and constructive thought processes such as a practice or using our memory. We learn just from our memories. We do not want to learn from experience. We do not want to learn from observation. We learn imaginatively. You could see a lot of people that has built a world for themselves and shielded themselves from the society by their imaginations. These are all evidence of cognitive learning that has sometimes led to practical issues that are causing problems in the family. We are going to analyze cognitive learning in a separate episode and talk about the side effects, the advantages, the problem that it has caused, the solution that it has provided for a lot of people at that later episode. Now the next aspect or the next theory of learning we're going to be talking about very important theory of learning is the social learning theory the social learning theory the social learning theory also called observational learning stresses the ability of an individual to learn by observing what happens to other people and just by being told about something now the social learning theory is quite captivating because it creates a room 
for growth and development, simultaneously creating a loophole and excuses for people to become viruses to the growth of a family. One of the features of the social learning theory is that every individual can learn in a family by observing or modeling the parents, the teachers, the pairs, the internet, the movies, and everything that pertains to his environment while growing up from infant to adulthood. The social learning theory has its advantages and its disadvantage. Not to bog us with a lot of talk, we're going to really dive into all of this learning theory in subsequent episodes, telling us how we could really understand our human psychology, how to fix a lot of fixation that has caused to families that are not strong and firm in love, how to fix those fixation has caused and shattered a lot of families. We're going to be talking about all of this in subsequent chapters and episodes. But what I want you to understand is that learning is one of the basics and sure pillar of every family. Any family that is not able to learn will not be able to adapt and grow with different phases of their lives. If you take learning out of a family, you would have an angry mob. Because it takes learning for me to successfully adapt to the behavioral changes of my parents. It takes learning for me to adapt to the psychological effects of the environment on the children. Every parenting technique is built on learning and I believe every child should inculcate a level of learning for him to really fulfill his potential and bring out the best to encourage the parents even as they try to make availability of all the necessary requirements for the child to grow successfully. Just to reinstate what we have said so far in this episode, we have said and we defined learning as the process of acquiring new understanding, knowledge, behaviors, skills, values, attributes, and preferences. We also established the four categories or the four theories of learning and the four theories of learning are the classical conditioning the operant conditioning the cognitive theory and social learning theory